Welcome to the North Lakes Podcast. I'm the host, Jeremy Oswald. Today we talk to Dr. Tina Sapinik, one of our dentists at our clinic in Ashland. You might not hear much from him, but Dr. Tina's dog, Otis, who was a fixture at North Lakes for some time, came along and sat quietly close by. Dr. Tina and I talk about going to the dentist and what she does to help make people feel more comfortable when they come see her. We talk about a lot of other things as well over almost an hour. It was great to see her and have this chat. Tina. I'm a dentist. Uh, and uh, I work at North Lakes Community Clinic. I live in the town of Washburn. Uh, actually, that's not really true. I live in the town of Bayfield. No, Bayview. Right. <laughs> anyway. Uh, no, I, I just, uh, I, I moved to the Bay Area in 2009 uh, for this job, you know, to, to work at North Lakes. And uh, I've been here ever since and really love it. Where were you before? Alaska. Mm-hmm. I was uh, I was in a small town north of Anchorage. I was on the road system. Didn't have to like fly to my work site or anything. Um, but but it was a really lovely community health center, and and small town. Uh, before that, I was in dental school. So that so going to Alaska was a way to like maybe pay off some of my loans, um, explore a part of the country I'd never been before. I always knew that I kind of wanted to end up in the Shawamigan Bay area. Um, but when I was in graduate school, I thought, where can I get more of Port Wing? Like, where is there Port Wing, but more of it? And, and Alaska was pretty much it. That was a really great experience. Port Wing, Alaska. No. no. I, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let's see. So I and, and I have to, I should, I don't need to admit it, but I mean, I remember you coming here. I remember meeting you when you oh, first yeah. got here. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of fun to like reconnect yeah. with you here. And you, but you're from Wisconsin, aren't you? Yeah. I'm from Menominee down by Eau Claire. Um, and that's where I went to college at UW Eau Claire. Hmm. Uh, so I lived in the Chippewa Valley my whole life. And uh, and then went to graduate school in Boston, Massachusetts, oh, Tufts University. Right. It's good to be back. It is. Oh, my gosh. You've been here for a long, like you're here much longer than you were in Alaska, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah now I have been. I was only in Alaska. I say four years because it was four winters, but it was really just like just over three years. Hmm. And it's kind of neat. Like um, this is just more for you and I, but I love that we're, we're recording in our kind of our original uh, location. That this you the, worked. Yeah. This is the first place I worked in yeah. Wisconsin, and, and this place is now a, a kind of administrative headquarters because we moved to a much larger clinic down the way. But it's also really cool. You have Otis with you, so anybody yeah. that knows you when you first got here, uh, they know Otis. Yeah, Who, who's Otis? Otis is my dog, and uh, and he would come to the dental clinic with me. Uh, he came for eight years. And I really loved uh, the feel of this location. You know, there's like a lot of pros and cons with restoring an old building, you know, accessibility issues and, and, lots, of, um, and lots of things that happen in an old building. But one of the things I loved about um, this particular space is when you walked in, it was like somebody's living room. And then my dog was sitting there. <laughs> and so you walk into the dentist and you're like, hmm, like, what's this? And so like immediately, you know, your, your perceptions changed and it's just a, it was a, I thought it was a really great feel. It's, I mean, don't get me wrong. New clinic. Also great feel, really professional. Just love it. I just love working in a space that's efficient and kind of like made for me, you know? Uh, but, and this place always had like some 
fun memories and strange quirks and just really liked it. I, it's fun to be here for me too. Like, you know, um, but what Otis wasn't just here for fun. Uh, no, I think, uh, I think that he provided a lot of, um, I don't know, I don't know what the right word is, but I guess to put it kind of like bluntly, he was like a really nice distraction. You know, there's a lot of, um, a lot of ideas you have when you come into a healthcare building and to be able to be like, oh, here's this dog. And like, and we had a little sign if you like, if you're not comfortable with dogs, like just let us know because we have one here. And so there was times that we had to like put Otis into the, into the office or something and just like kind of keep him in a separate space so that everybody could feel comfortable. But for the most part, uh, he, he really brought a lot of like, just, oh, I'm petting this dog kind of just nice, deep breath, you know, and just kind of reframing your mind when you would come to the dentist. Um, that was convenient, you know, because we were a new clinic in the area. Um, I think a lot of people didn't know what to expect because I was a new provider, you know, and so it was, a, it was really a nice distraction to, and a, and a conversation starter. And, um, and he would, uh, he had very good boundaries, just kind of naturally, you know, he would, he would never go into a dental operatory unless he was like told to do so, but he would never come into the dental operatory necessarily. He was always just kind of like in the waiting room or like if we would have, you know, like an administrative staff who was working upstairs or we had counseling services here before he'd like, he'd go into like all the offices and just kind of say hello and say hello to the UPS driver. You know, like he just, he was a great, um, he was a great presence. A greeter. A greeter. <laughs> yeah, it was neat. I mean, I, it was cool to see him walk in and be like, oh, yeah. And it hasn't probably been in this building for a few years. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a couple of years. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so a neat coincidence about Otis being here and you being here in this old space. And we're here because this is where I work. This is where our, my office is. Yeah. So thanks for meeting me today. Well, I wanted to, I wanted to like say, Hey, let's, yeah, let's do it here. Awesome. I, I want to be here. <laughs> cool. Uh, so, um, you, what is a typical patient for you? Like who, who do you typically see if like, there's of course no like typical thing, but like, right, if, right. What, who do you, who, who comes and sits in your chair? Uh, we, we try, try to prioritize a lot of, um, children and youth, you know, and, uh, and people who have like dental pain, you know, people who have like a dental emergency, we try and prioritize like those folks. Cause sometimes there's like no other place to go except the ER for your dental care. Well, that's not super appropriate. So we want to be able to, to prioritize youth and people who have like dental pain, uh, pregnant women, uh, patients who have special healthcare needs, you know, we try and it makes some of these like priori priority priority uh, groups in in the chair. And it's not just you. Who who do you work with? Like who how who are you? Who's in the room with you? And what do they do? Oh, I have a great team. And uh, and it's you know you say who's in the room. You know the um, the person who does um, the appointment scheduling. Like they're not in the room, but like like we're all together. And and you can never do your job unless like somebody else is helping you along the way. So, um, so basically like the whole clinic and, and the thing that I really like about the community health centers is that, you know, there's no like primary care provider in the room with me, but that's part of the team too. I just really love that part of my job and that aspect. Um, but immediately in my like physical space, there's dental assistant, you know, and, uh, and down the hall is a, 
dental hygienist. And it's just a really great team to work with. And how does that work? I mean, the, I mean, I've been in the dentist, so I get an idea. <laughs> like I see the dental assistant first and the usually typically I get my teeth cleaned by the hygienist mm-hmm. and then I get to see the, the dentist. Yeah. And uh, I got to imagine like knowing you that it's probably like, okay, what am I getting into? Like what's next? Like you confer with those folks and talk about like, uh, what, what am I looking at here? You mean like in terms of like keeping your mouth mouth healthy? No, I'm sorry. I guess like I'm thinking of an appointment like how, well, I should just ask, how do you work with your dental assistant and your hygienist? What's that collaboration like? Oh, sure. Um, Well, like uh, one thing that I really like to think about is, um, you know, how can we make sure to add value for this person who's like with us? So sometimes we'll, uh, we'll talk and we'll say, hey, you know, one thing that we can really add value to a patient's dental visit are like preventive techniques, you know, dental sealants, uh, like dental fluoride treatments. And, and we talk about how we can give the patients the information they need to make a choice. Like, hey, is this, is this something that like would be helpful for your experience today? You know, so we talk about like who might be a good candidate for a dental sealant or we talk about, you know, um, uh, uh, just our routine of an exam, you know, make sure we get all of these like pieces of information um, so that we can so that we can make sure to provide each patient with like super individualized care, but also um, just comprehensive, you know, the whole picture view of keeping your mouth healthy that keeps your body healthy. I don't know. Does that answer your question? Yeah. I, I mean, I, you know, I, I love systems and I love thinking about. I don't know how people do their job, you know, that's all. That's why I'm asking. So it's, um, and, and just to emphasize, like, I I really appreciate you being here, but I know that it's not just you that's doing it. There's there's a whole bunch of people that are uh, working together, not only, as you said, your hygienist and your dental assistant, but like the one thing I, one of the things I love about North Lakes is that, that integrated care that, you know, you could, you know, like, Hey, walk down the hall. There's a primary care provider. There's a dent, you know, there's a behavioral health provider. Yeah. I, uh, I really, um, I really believe that there's always room for improvement. And so even in a good system, like what we have, there's always opportunity to like, to make it better. And, uh, and I really appreciate that about North Lakes as well, because, you know, there's like systems of referrals or there's systems of collaboration and communication. And we're always trying to improve that. And I, and I really think about that when we're doing integration and like, oh, how can we do this better? And how can we make sure that this patient feels whole, you know, feels like they're the driver of their little like healthcare bus (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, and that we can, can support them in that journey, you know, and, and give them access. That's what it's all about. Right. Yeah. So when um, there's, and you know, I'm just assuming, I do a lot of assuming on this and I like to just come across as like, I don't know. Um, there's people are, some people are scared to go into the dentist. There's some apprehension about it. Mm-hmm. And first I'm going to say, is that true? Like I, I'm just assuming like living in the world, you know, it's like a joke on late night TV, like that kind of thing. Is it true? Ah, uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was listening to, oh, I think I, uh, yeah, I was listening to an interesting story, um, on the radio or on a podcast or something. And it was all about like, you know, just making sure that you can, uh, like, you know, live your life. You want to do things that make you happy, but that doesn't mean that you can't do things that you have to do. Like the, like do the dishes and clean your house and go to the dentist. And I was like, ah, <laughs> why is going to the dentist such a chore? Yeah. Just um, like, so 
So whether we have the statistics or not about how many people are afraid of the dentist, which I know exists, I know those statistics are out there. Uh, it's yeah, it's pervasive. Like there's all sorts of dental jokes. And there's different degrees to it too. So, I mean, like, mm-hmm. I mean, like, wow, I get to go and like have somebody's hand in my mouth. I mean, you know, it's not like, <sighs> but like, um, there's different degrees to oh, it. Oh yeah. There's like, there's, there's like a uh, dental fear. That's kind of like, like a joke on a podcast. Oh yeah. I don't like going to the dentist. And then there's, um, we're learning a lot about trauma informed care. And there are a lot of people that have experienced trauma. And, uh, and I know that that trauma, that trauma is held like sometimes in our mouth. And so this is like, this is a very serious thing to go to the dentist in general. Um, and it's really great to, to, uh, be a provider that, um, that can, again, hopefully just like walk with you through that journey and be available, uh, to help you through some like really hard things. And what are some examples or, or what, like how, when we were talking a little bit about your, your direct dental team, mm-hmm. how do you guys work together? And if there is someone that is like, it, it's a boundary for them. It's a barrier for them to get care of this fear mm-hmm. that they have. Mm-hmm. What are some things that you can do or do do to, to help with that? Um, you know, it just kind of depends on how people are expressing and like talking about, you know, um, their barriers to their healthcare. And sometimes, um, it can be as little as like a kid who's like kind of walking tentatively behind their mom or dad. Right. And in those situations, it's kind of like, Hey, you know, like come with me over here. I want to show you a couple of things. And, and we just do a lot of like, what's your pace and like getting to know you, you know, um, we've got like heavy blankets, we've got squishy toys. Um, and, and that's, that's kind of like at its most basic level, like just kind of, Hey, how are you doing? Like what's going on? Um, and then I have other folks who have worked with, um, like a behavioral health counselor, and said, hey, these are my boundaries for my dental treatment. And I really, you know, I really want to make sure that you know that ahead of time. And so it's like, you know, it's like you can read body language or you can have patients like tell you what they need um, and then everything in between. Um, and I think it just starts with that general respect of, you know, your body's a sacred place. And to do a dental exam, I have to I have to touch it. You know, I have to like look at your teeth and touch your teeth and have these instruments that are, that are foreign to you, but like are second nature to me. So it's very easy for me to be like, Oh, I'm going to use this instrument, blah, 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 blah. But if you don't know what that instrument is, and if you've never seen it before, you're less likely to, to be okay with that. And it doesn't feel good, but you want to do the right thing. So, so it's just really about, um, taking like these steps. And I think the team is, is well aware of that. And, uh, and they're very good at, um, learning about these patients, uh, learning about our patients and, and, having that mutual understanding in this trauma-informed dental care um, that is applicable to everybody, whether you're afraid of the dentist or not. It's just, you know, it's it's important. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that trauma-informed care? Uh, I think that the trauma-informed care, I guess, practice that uh, that leads me to learn more and want to learn more and want to engage is just this idea of um, having, having this empathy for people's life experiences and their, um, their feelings of like pain and feelings 
or, or their motivations, you know, um, to like brush their teeth or not brush their teeth. All these are just formed by experiences, you know, and, uh, or, or can be formed by experiences. And I think that just learning about how to just communicate with patients in an empathetic way is, is important. Everybody had a different morning coming in than I did. Yeah. You know, like I, I know what my morning was like. I have no idea what other people's mornings or days were like before I encounter them. Right. You, I, I can have empathy, but I, um, but everybody's shoes are like, I can't live in your shoes. I don't know. I, I don't, I'm still learning a lot, you know, and I'm just trying to do my best. And, uh, and then, and just taking it one step at a time. I think like meeting patients where they're at, um, and really listening, I think is, uh, are some of the most effective tools that I have, like just really, uh, hearing what matters to them, uh, helps me understand, you know, how to, um, how to provide the best care possible. Evidence that Otis is in the room. Yeah. And, um, meeting, meeting patients where they're at and being able to listen, I think is like the key tenant there. And, and just, again, just always trying to improve and do better when I make a mistake, I have to, I have to say, sorry. I mean, we all have to, we have to be polite, but I think, um, I think in, in healthcare, it's, uh, it's not something I was trained to do. You know, it's like, you're the dentist. Well, I know a big motivator for me when, and I, I know this isn't about Jeremy Oswald, (laughs) but I mean, like uh, when I, you know, I think about going to the dentist, there's a little bit of guilt, like, oh man, I haven't been flossing, you know, like, and, and I, for me that works, but I, I don't think it's appropriate. I'm guessing for everyone, you know, like, and that, like, I can just like what you were saying just made me think of like, there's, there are heavy handed folks out there like that, the, the guilt trip about, you know, flossing and brushing. Why, why would you want to go to the dentist? If every time you go, they're just gonna be like, mm, you need to floss your teeth more. I don't know. I just, and, and you're right. Like sometimes, like sometimes messages work for some people and not others. And, and again, we're still learning. We're still trying to improve. And so sometimes you'll like try something, see if it sticks. So I used to tell, I used to talk to <laughs> like 14 year olds about their goals for their mouth. <laughs> Like mm-hmm. that didn't really stick <laughs> because nobody wants to talk about what are you talking about? And so then I would even try and rephrase it like, oh, what do you like about your smile? I, I, I don't know. You know, so so we're all I'm still I'm still trying to learn and we're and we're still trying to uh trying to work with people and what works for them and just always trying to do better. Yeah, and what about um no, I, like I said, kind of works for me and I, I like, it, I'm sure there's, and and there can't be one answer, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like everyone, everybody that walks in is going to be a little bit different. Yeah. And so what about, um, if you, well, I'm going to guess that the first time you see a patient is when you, they're going to, especially a kid, they're going to be the most apprehensive because I bet... Yeah. After that, it's like, we're going to see Dr. Tina, you know, and it's like, yeah, how this is going to be great. If only that was true. <laughs> Sometimes it's a journey. Mm-hmm. You know? It's not always, it's not always like sunshine and butterflies at the dentist. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really, I really do try and do our best because uh, I think I say this on, on a pretty regular 
basis, which is I can provide like a service right now, but I really need, like if I'm working with a kid or a family, I really, I really hope that your kid, when, the, when they're 17 years old, chooses to floss their teeth and likes going to the dentist and, and takes actions to like improve their overall health. Like I, I really, I really hope that that is true. And that's the kind of access that I'm giving to this community and to my community. And, um, and so with that as kind of like the foundation, um, then that can drive a lot of the decisions that we make, you know, early on in this like very first appointment. And, and for like some folks with special healthcare needs, that first appointment is just a consultation because everything needs like a little extra time or a little extra conversation or a little extra showing or a little extra um, just space. Or maybe the lights need to be turned down, which then might take a little bit longer for me to do an exam because there's no lights, you know. So so we have to we have to uh, just kind of work with with what we have. And um, and that's a gift. I really appreciate, again, do, being able to do like the super individualized care um, and then the next step um, can sometimes go like pretty, like you said, then the next time you come in, woohoo, it's all like, we're having a great time, let's go. And and sometimes it's, hey, you know what? Uh, last Like last time, you know, this was hard for you. And sometimes I don't like to say last time. Sometimes I just start fresh every single time. And uh, and knowing that it was like difficult last time, say, hey, I've got this thing. You wanna try this? Or you wanna try this? Like what might work for you today? You know, or, or whatever. Um, Anyway, it's just, it's like you said, every single moment is different. It can be kind of tiring, um, but I think the team really helps me pivot. You know, they, they've been super helpful to like maintain um, a certain consistency, you know, so that if we needed to pivot, we can do it very quickly and we can really help somebody out so that an experience can be generally good or a job can get done, it can get done well. And, and we know that people can do hard things but I'm, I'm hopefully looking into the future and saying, you know, are you going to feel pretty good about going to the dentist in five years too? You know, like, I, I hope that that is something that we can accomplish for at least the kids that come in. Well, and you set up the base work. I mean, you set it up like at the beginning, you know, knowing, you know, you, you're not like, oh, this person is going to be this way. You know, you just said like earlier oh, on, yeah. like how, when you say you can pivot, you know, there's not uh, like this is the one way we do this here. Yeah. You know, that it, like, so like, Oh, we're going to have to, uh-huh. yeah. like, Oh, lights down for this one. Yeah. Going to need some sunglasses or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So, uh-huh. Um, yeah, my, uh, my colleague, Dr. Zachary, the other dentist, uh, that works in the downtown Ashland location. Uh, he said just the other day, it's like, it's such an art, you know, like the, the work we provide and the service we provide has such a, um, has such a art to it. And, and that was the, the time, the context of that conversation was a little bit different than what we're talking about now, but like, it's so, it's so applicable, you know? I, I, I right. Like, I, I mean, I, you could be at a place where it's just like, line them up and let's go, oh, you know, yeah. like bang them through. So, like, that's all, that's what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't seem like your style or, no. our, or the North Lake style. No, and it's not a bad style. You know, there's a lot like efficiency is a wonderful thing. It's like, it's great. And some people, I mean, I, I know that like I have people who are taking time off of work or coming out of school to go to the dentist. Like that is valuable time. 
you know? And so we respect that for sure. Um, but when we have these situations of, of people who are trying to build their like dental culture, their own dental story, you know, we want to be there for them and, and go at their pace. Like, like you said, hmm. what are some things that are there things that a parent can do with their child to kind of get them prepped for a visit? Sure. Um, I think that, you know, there are, uh, I mean, stereotypes is the wrong word. There are stories about going to the dentist that are not pleasant. I'm not saying that those aren't true stories. Uh, but what I'm saying is that there's like maybe another way to tell them (laughs) and, uh, and everybody's experience is their own. Um, and so I think what I would do is just talk to kids in like an age appropriate way with like age appropriate language. Um, and there are certain words that we can avoid without, um, being dishonest. You know, we don't have to talk about a shot like that. That feels really intimidating, especially to somebody who's never had one. You know, and so like so maybe a, a better way to talk about like getting numb at the dentist is, you know, it's different for everybody. I wonder if we can ask Dr. Tina that question when we go and see her, you know, um, and <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I, I don't know. I think that's that's like a suggestion. There's probably a lot of different ways that we can. You have kids. Yeah. What do you tell them? If you don't like, and if you don't mind me asking, but like, how do you, and they've been to the dentist, I assume. Yeah. Or you just do it at home. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, some there I've done it like two ways. So recently I've joined my kid with the dentist and no pressure. Yeah. No, <laughs> she, the good acquaintance of mine, you know, really, I like, really love my kid's dentist. And, uh, and they'll, uh, my kid gets a little nervous and I don't think she likes it when people touch her face, you know? So she's taking a lot of breaks. She's like sitting up, sitting back down, sitting up and sitting down, like doesn't like something, but she's not quite sure how to like talk about it. I said, would it help if I was here? You know, can I like, can I hang on to your hand? Like I, those are all kind of yes and no questions. You want to like generally ask, oh, you know, honey, what can I help you right now? But, um, but in that moment we do have a job to get done. You know, she knows she can do it. She's done it before. I said, Hey, I'm here. Like, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's be together. What would be helpful right now? And then like, literally she just like sat back down and opened her mouth, you know? So, so, you know, kids can be any different ways, but when we're done, I give her lots of support. Hey, good job. That was, that was a hard thing, huh? Or, and that, again, that's like, I guess that was, that's a very mom thing to do. Like, oh honey, that was hard. It, it might not have been hard, but here I am putting words into her mouth. So how's that feel? How are you doing? I think you did a great job. You know, thanks for helping the dentist out. That helps me too. So not only ahead of time, but it's like, that sounds like you would recommend that for other parents is like after the appointment, those are some hey, things that can, yeah. Yeah. Is there anything we can tell the dentist next time? You know, I think that would be a helpful question. Is there anything that you could tell the dentist next time about your visit today? And then there's other approaches that I've done with my own kids. Like sometimes uh, my little kid needed to get a dental procedure done. And and I was kind of nervous because I knew she had to get numb. And I know how she feels about like strange feelings. I know that she doesn't necessarily love this. Um, And and it's hard because I think she kind of goes inward. You know, other kids will cry. Other kids are dead silent which you're thinking, oh, this is like super cooperative kid. It's like, no, they're feeling very scared right now. Like you really just have to, 
really just have to always be calm, gentle, check in, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down. Anyway, that my approach that particular day uh, was to not be in the room. And, uh, and like I said, I, I love my kids' dentist, dentists, just a couple of them. And, uh, and they did great. And she got done. And she like, and I knew that that dentist knows how to do her job very well, you know, so done prize from the prize box, all smiles, a little bit of farting putty. <laughs> She's so happy. Always makes me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> what has that been like to have been a parent? How has that changed how you do your job? Has, oh, or has it? You know, that's a really good question because when I wasn't a parent, um, I, I really thought that I had, so it's, it's hard for me to tell because as my career has evolved, I've also become a parent. And so was it the fact that my career has evolved and I've had more experiences and I'm, and I've got really excellent mentors, like some of, oh, like just some of the like best people, you know, excellent mentors. Like, is that why I feel like my, um, practice has changed or is it because, you know, like just the human element of having a kid that looks like you in the chair like wow you look a lot like my kid i've and so i've had to apologize because i'm like hey sweetie because <laughs> that's what i call my girl at home and like here's my dental patient and i'm like oh sweetie <laughs> but like it's just you know like oh i'm sorry don't you know don't mean to like use pet names on your child but it's just you know you remind me of my own kid and i don't even know if saying that is appropriate but it's just a real thing you know and, and people appreciate that too ah well, right <laughs> uh so what about um, an adult? Like, you know, we've talked a lot about kids. What is there something, I don't know, something different about an adult when um, you're feeling a little apprehension? Well, you talked a little bit earlier about, you know, I know what my commute into work was like. I don't know what you did to come into the dentist today, you know. Um, and so I think you just have to start out there. Just start there. And, and the fact that somebody's there with you, um, and a lot of times, like I, I mentioned earlier or during the introduction that I, I try and see a lot of people who have dental pain. Um, we just do our best, you know, we can't see everybody. Um, and I know that some people still elect to go to the emergency room. And oftentimes the reason is because they don't want to go to the dentist. They're so scared. So, so I kind of have this like just baseline of, not sure why you're here, you know, how can I like, how can I help you? What questions can I answer? How are you feeling today? And just really kind of starting there. And then uh, you might be able to get some information about what they need to feel supported that day. Um, but yeah, adults are different because oftentimes um, not going to the dentist can make a, something worse. And then you go and you, and all you want, like here, here's an example. Um, I'm in the business of saving teeth. I'm a dentist. I want people to have their teeth their whole life. I've met patients who do not want their teeth. Yeah. It's just a, it's a, like, it's a hard thing to understand, but it's not my job to understand it. Like they have a toothache, they have a tooth that's broken. And to be honest, that's maybe a tooth I can't save anyway. You know, maybe it needs an extraction so that their whole body can feel healthy. That's like infection that's in their head, you know? So this is like a serious thing and nobody wants to feel judged when they don't want their tooth. 
I'm not going to try and talk like somebody in or out of like certain treatment, but I do have recommendations and I'll recommend this a little bit stronger than I might recommend that. But I, I, I hope that I even present it that way. You have all of these choices. You can do nothing. You can do a tooth extraction. You can do a tooth root canal. And there's pros and cons to all of these things. And, uh, and I want to be able to support you. Like you have all of your other teeth. This is, you know, this is a tooth that like, maybe you can adapt without, or no, you should really try and save it because it's a really strong and important tooth or, or you there's, ooh, see, there it is. Should, <laughs> they don't want to should too much. Um, but people want to know what your opinion is. And you just have to find that balance, you know, between again, letting them drive their ship and supporting that driver um, but also providing excellent care. Well, but you're the expert too. It's, I mean, I mean, I, I totally appreciate you saying like, you know, you don't want to say should, Yeah. but if I'm coming to you, I'd like to think that I place your faith in you because yeah. you, you look at a lot more teeth than yes, I do. Absolutely. So like, how's that? That's gotta be hard to balance too. I think it is. I think that's one of the hardest parts of my job actually is because, uh, because I want to like in my head, I'm like, Ooh, you know, I know, what having a healthy set of teeth means for your overall health. Like this is a very important thing. Yet here you are at the dentist for the first time in 10 years and your face hurts, you know? And, and I can't make any promises about what the dental treatment is going to be like, uh, but I want to meet you where you're at and I want you to be able to come back, you know? And I, I, want, I always want this door to be open for you because this could be a decision right now and we can like help you through that choice. And if you ever wanted to learn about like more choices, a little bit more in depth, you know, I want to be here for you, which is also a really hard thing because, um, because we can't be everything for everybody. I mean, it's a busy clinic and it's hard to get everybody in. And so, um, so that's been a struggle too. Okay. Yeah. There's, there's the dream world and then the world we live in. <laughs> we just, yeah. <laughs> When you, um, the, when somebody hasn't been in a long time and then they finally do come in, mm -hmm. I mean, then here, I like to generalize. I was a sociology guy. So I like, you know, like big groups, like this is how we're going to do it. Um, so I'm, this is, I'm generalizing here. When somebody comes in after that 10 years, do they typically wait another 10 to come back. To come back. It kind to of see depends you or... on like why you're there. You uh -huh. Like what drove you to come back? What are you looking for? What questions can I answer? You know, and um, I can give you these questions. And then in a situation like that, I can't, even in a year's time, I can't fix, you know, de dental issues that have accumulated over time. And some super healthy, genetically gifted folks, like sometimes you can. Like, wow, that's amazing that you don't have any like periodontitis after not going to the dentist in 10 years. Like, that's amazing. What a gift you have from the DNA gods. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. But um, but most folks like, well, then there's this like this inflammation creeps up. So we have to treat that inflammation in your gums. And then we have to treat this inflammation in your tooth. And then we have to treat these bacteria. And we have to like bring in your you know, other like health conditions into the mix because that influences what's happening in your mouth and nutrition and diet, you know, all of these affect your health, your overall health and of course your teeth. So, um, so these things aren't 
aren't fixed. So I try and break it down. Phases, like here's little, like the early, like the intro phase, like welcome back to dentistry. Mm-hmm. Here's some priorities. Mm-hmm. You know? And then we, and we can build on that over the years. And I'm going to throw you a little bit of a softball here. So, oh, thank goodness. Yeah. No, this is, uh, um, <laughs> why is it important to go to the dentist? I think we kind of outlined a little bit, but I'll, I'll let you give your elevator speech about it. <laughs> Is this embarrassing that I don't have my elevator speech? No, and I don't. You can can answer it anyway. You can take half an hour to answer it if you want. Uh, Because it's part of primary care. You know, if you um, are looking for a way to keep your self happy, mm, healthy, happy and healthy, they go hand in hand, right? Uh, the dental team is part of it. It's part of the conversation. It's it's what's uh, you know you go on a cruise ship. These I, I I've never been on a cruise ship, but they're all inclusive, right? Because it's because you're on the ocean. But you've got like your restaurants and you've got your entertainment and you've got all these things. It's all great. And like I love thinking of healthcare in that way. Is that like hey I've got all these services and uh, and all of this like you know it's like a buffet table of healthcare and like dentistry is on that table every time because. Uh, because there's just so much association with overall health and your tooth outcomes, you know, a lot of association there. Yeah. And well, and you were just saying like, you don't go, or if you don't take care of your teeth, Mm -hmm. there's going to be that pain that that one little tooth is going to affect your whole day and everything that you do. I mean, sometimes, yeah, that's like, that's sometimes like the worst case scenario because Mm. that could be like a sign of an infection or like a major problem in your body, you know? And, uh, and so I just, I just really love the idea of um, being able to uh, teach people about these interesting associations between your oral health, your teeth and your, your dental care, and then just like the overall health. I think the most obvious answer to that question is like, well, you know, smiles are such an, an amazing first impression and, uh, and going to the dentist is a good way to take care of it. For sure. Yeah. Uh, so you've been doing this for a while now. Oh yeah. You like it. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, even, uh, I don't know if people even know this, but like working in a um, community health center setting is like potentially different than like, you know, working out of a small boutique dental practice, you know? And, uh, and so when I'll go to like a conference or a dental meeting or something, people are like, so you're going to, is this, is this your career? Is this your job? Oh, and I guess I never really thought of it as any other way. I really just really love, again, the idea of working with an integrated team you know, not just an integrated team of dental professionals. I mean, you can go integrated in dentistry. Like you've got your dentist and your oral surgeon and your periodontist and your endodontist and the orthodontist and they all work together. That's an integrated team. But like, oh, this is, again, primary care. That means a lot to me. You know, your behavior health specialist and your primary care provider and um, and your dentist and, and you all just working together, just, just fantastic. How does that work? I mean, like there you have had people come sit in your chair and you're like i'm taking care of your teeth i got that Mm -hmm. have there been moments where you're like hey you might benefit from some of these other services Mm -hmm. here at north lakes Mm -hmm. yeah um i 
I could do like a little bit of extra work and I could do some pretty good like smoking cessation programs at the dental office and we could like make it like pretty inclusive. Um, but smoking is an addiction, you know, and that's like treating an addiction. That's, that's not my forte. I, I think I, as a dentist, I can get tools and a lot of dentists and actually dental hygienists are amazing, like smoking cessation, um, providers. Like they can, they can really help out a lot of people. And I think we do. Um, but that's like just an example of where it's like, you know what, that's not my area of expertise because there's a lot of reasons why people smoke. And, and one of them is that it's an addiction in your brain, you know? And so, um, so working at North Lakes, we just have a lot of, um, services and a lot of people like working to help you with that, with that part of your life. If that's something that you're interested in, I can get you that information out the door. And the, as you were talking earlier, when you're building this, what did you call it? Dental, mm. um, not program, but progression. Mm -hmm. There is a trust that is developed between you and a patient. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to guess that it's when you make a suggestion coming from you, someone that is trusted, mm -hmm. it's going to hold a little bit more weight than me coming in off the street <laughs> and saying like, hey, you should do this. I mean, I hope so. There's that should word again, you know. I use it all the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, I hope so. And it's really hard because again, I work in this community health center. So I'm really thinking, I mean, there's, um, I'm not, I'm not sure. I, I know that we've, anyway, there's, there's depression screening and there's all sorts of like, oh, we take your blood pressure at our dental clinic. Hmm. Every, like, you know, we try and take your blood pressure. If we don't know you well, we're going to take your blood pressure so we can kind of say, Hey, you know what? This looks like pretty healthy range. You're definitely like good to do your dental work when you come to the dentist. But if something's a little bit higher, maybe we should consult with your primary care provider. You know, um, we do that. That's a little bit different. I think it's becoming more standard in dental practices in general, but, um, but that kind of like integration. And so I want to do all of that all the time. But again, when you're establishing trust with somebody that you don't know, you can't just like, you know, I'm, sometimes I'm, uh, what's the expression water from a fire hose? Drinking from a fire hose. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to like make my patients drink from a fire hose. And sometimes I, I have the tendency to do that sometimes. So, so take a step back, build these relationships again, meet their needs. You know, how can I answer your questions today? Or what, what questions do you have for me today? Um, and, and then hopefully bringing them like back in for like preventive care and, you know, and just, just general dental maintenance. And then we're having some more of these like conversations about smoking cessation and, and heart disease and diabetes and, and making sure they get all the tools that they need and all the tools they want, you know, from, uh, from their primary care providers. I feel like I'm part of a primary care team, you know? Well, you must have, you've been doing this a while and you, you, you must know, like you kind of know your relationship with the patient. I'm going to guess where you're at with them. Yeah. Like, oh, I think they're still a little, they're yeah. not on the bus quite yet. Yeah. But uh -huh. oh, this one on the bus. Yeah. And you know that the door is open for suggestions such as that. Yeah. And, and then also though, not making, not having my own biases stand in the way either, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. But just say like, hey, this this door's open for you if you want it. Yep. Or, but again, like that's one way. Everybody's different. I know. <laughs> I, I have had I have said in in appointments in the past like, listen, I wouldn't be a dentist unless I said this. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So I so there's my obligatory 
you know, this should statement <laughs> and, uh, and now we can move on oh, oh, or like, cool. or not, or like, you know, you know, how, how do you feel about that or, or whatever, you know, like, what do you think? <laughs> oh, you're open and it's all, you're open for the discussion with yeah. your patient. Mm -hmm. But I, I do like that. Like, <laughs> I, I kind of like with my, my dentist badge, I got to say this. Yeah. <laughs> um, so do, you've been, you, 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 you've been here at North Lakes for a long time. And do you want to talk a little bit maybe about the evolution of North Lakes, mm. you know, here we are back in this building, you know, like, oh yeah, you know, like, Absolutely. and North Lakes has grown quite a bit, um, in the time that you and I, well, that you've been here, what is your perception or what do you see or, or what's your story? Like, what's your North Lake story as you see it? Um, so North Lakes is a great name, you know? Um, so I think the North Lake story started like 30 years ago or, you know, maybe 40 years. I mean, I don't know all the providers that were here like back in the day, but no, but listen to this. So I was working in a dental clinic in college and, uh, and folks would call the clinic and say, ha, ah, I need help. I've got this tooth. It really hurts me. I need, I need to like see a dentist. Well, we don't take your insurance or I call that place and they don't take my insurance. I have nowhere to go. Like this would happen. I was just answering telephone calls at a dental clinic and, and these were the calls I was getting. And you know where I told him to go? You should go see Patrick Liedel up in Turtle Lake, you know? So, uh, so I love the name North Lakes because there's all of these lakes all over our communities. And they get connected by these rivers, you know, and some of the lakes are probably man-made and some of them have just always been there. Um, and, and they're, and they're getting connected and, and I feel like North Lakes just brings on, just brings in like the organization North Lakes now is just kind of bringing the stability in. Patrick Liedel is no longer a dentist in Turtle Lake, right? But now there's like three or four of them there which I don't, I don't know if that would have happened without North Lakes, you know? So anyway, it's just been this really great, um, really great system of like flowage and river and lakes and, and, uh, and it's been going on for decades. And I was just happy to be part of like the Ashland Lake, <laughs> the greatest lake uh, superior, right? Not Ashland. No, not me. <laughs> just Lake Superior is awesome. And I'm, I'm happy to be on the shores here, but, but, uh, but I was part of the Ashland story and that's where I started. And that was in 2009. I like, um, on our, our kind of the page that we use to clock in and out, there's a, like a little community social media kind of component to it. And there's always the, um, you know, so-and-so is celebrating an anniversary today. Mm -hmm. And there was somebody that I think they just had their 29th year anniversary mm -hmm. here as a, not as a member of North Lakes, but as of serving the community for in a community health center. And I, I always love that reminder of like, mm -hmm. we are under the North Lakes umbrella, yeah. but there's been people out there that have been doing it a lot longer than North Lakes oh existed. Gosh, and so we, much longer. we've just been lucky enough to kind of yeah. be the, to be a little bit of glue, or as I, like you were saying, the water system yeah. that brought it all together. Yeah. Can yeah. I just tell you about my favorite month of October? Mm -hmm. um because it's halloween 
And I've always, I don't know why I have so much fun on Halloween, but, um, but it's just my favorite time of year. And I love handing out toothbrushes and dressing up like the tooth fairy. And some people might be like, Oh, Halloween downer. Like, Oh, you just, you're like, you know, you're, you're thinking about healthcare during Halloween when we're supposed to be getting candy. But like, you know, I think every time I've handed out like flossers and toothbrushes, people are really excited. They smile. And this year I'm really excited because they, the toothbrush company, it doesn't just have orange and black toothbrushes. They have black and purple kind of like witchy toothbrushes. I'm like, Ooh, so we're going to spice it up this year. Where are you doing that at home or out of the clinic or? Uh, no, I'll usually just like take a wheelbarrow and walk up and down Chapel Avenue, which also like, oh, this is something that's changed since I've had children of my own is like, who is this woman walking down Chapel Avenue and like giving me things? So since then, I've kind of like just kind of stayed put and like some people can come to me or I'll say, hey, do you want a toothbrush? So rather than like going up to people, which I've done too. Hey, take this. You should take one. Little no. child. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's a witch with a toothbrush. Tooth fairy. It's tooth fairy. Oh, nice. I dress up like the tooth fairy. There you go. Um, and I, I, I'm going to put a photo on. Like <laughs> I put a picture up for your photo. Oh. With the podcast. So I'll yeah, do okay. that. Yeah, we'll find a tooth fairy one. Got. Um, I got one last question for you. What's in your car right now? My car? Oh, this is fun. Um, I've got, uh, like lounging, like a beach chair. Always got a beach chair in the back of the car. Um, I think that there's a bike helmet. Uh, I, there's a lot of garbage. Yeah. You have kids. I mean, no, it's, it's my, garbage. Oh. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> um, and uh, what's in the front? Oh, a dog leash. I always have a dog leash in the car. There's always like roll of toilet paper in the car. Uh -huh. Oh, there's a couple of straps, ratchet, stra not ratchet straps, um, but uh, canoe straps for the, for the canoe. Those are always in the car. <laughs> car seats, boosters actually at this point. My kids are a little older. I have a kid who is seven years old, but, um, but she's a little bit smaller. So even though she's in second grade, she's got full, I mean, people are going to have their booster seats. I think until they're like, ninth graders <laughs> these days <laughs> but anyway so you're ready you got everything in there oh yeah ready for anything dr tina sapinik it's been so nice to talk to you thank you so much for coming in on your day off and and giving us some time for this podcast thank you it's really good to talk to you oh i hope we get to do it again because you know i love seeing you and i love talking about the things that make me happy like north lakes and dentistry <laughs> you should come back well <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank you. Okay. Have a good day. You too. I think both of us are fans of this place. I don't know if that came out in our talk or not, but it was a nice stroll down memory lane with Dr. Tina. Thank you so much for being here. It was great to see you and Otis. North Lakes Community Clinic is a community health center with locations throughout northern, eastern, and western Wisconsin, offering a variety of services and actively removing barriers to wellness. Learn more by going to our website, nlccwi.org. Don't forget to leave us a review wherever you're listening. We sure would appreciate it. I'm today's host, Jeremy Oswald. Thanks for listening to the North Lakes Podcast. <laughs>